Hi everybody, it's Colossians 3. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. So throughout this whole last chapter, chapter 2, it's all been about life, being rooted in Christ, having been buried with Christ, we're raised to life with him, God making us alive, the growth of the body, the church, us being raised with Christ, and then finally about Christ, who himself is our life. And in light of all of this life, Paul says there's actually some killing to be done now. There's been some talk already of death in this chapter, the death of our old sinful nature, the the home of our sinful desires. Paul has told us that it was crucified and killed with Jesus. But now Paul says, verse 5, there is some killing to be done. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. The chapter began with Paul asking us to look up and out, setting your eyes on Christ in glory, on your future hope, and the fact that you have already died with Jesus and now share his life. And that's where this command to kill sin comes from. And it's really important to note this as we start out. This is not some abstract moralism. This is not Paul telling us to sort ourselves out. This whole letter has been about the gospel. It's been warning against religious rules and self-help and self-confidence. Paul is actually saying you can't fix your earthly, sinful, fleshly problems with earthly, fleshly solutions. So when he says don't fix your eyes on earthly things, earthly things but on Christ who is in heaven, he's telling us it is in Jesus we are going to find life and power to start to put an end to all those things which have long plagued us. We can put an end to the things that the legalist and the self-justification nut would love to put an end to. They're trying to do it with their asceticism and their religious observances. And they can't because they're trusting in their own sinful selves. And their real goal is some kind of abstract self-improvement. Whereas our goal is it's just to set our minds and hearts and eyes on Christ, who is our life. We don't look at ourselves We don't look at what we do and what we don't do. And as we look at him, as we become more like him, our fleshly ways start to die. The list that Paul gives us in verse 6 is quite telling. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion. And by passion he means um, out of control feelings, being ruled by fiery emotions evil desire and covetousness 
which he says is idolatry, a worship of other things than God. There's quite a list. Paul is pulling no punches. You may notice these are, they're not really a bunch of specific behaviours that you could pinpoint to rein in. These really are all deep, heart-level impulses and affections. They are strong inner desires that direct and rule us. And yes, they get expressed in specific behaviours, but they come from somewhere much deeper than just choosing to do or not do certain things. In other words, Paul is seeing that the gospel does very deep work in us. It gets underneath our daily behaviour and to what's going on in our hearts. It would be worth looking at that list for a little while and letting it soak in a bit. How does it hit you? Where is your flesh still alive a little bit? In verse 6, Paul says, On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. He's talking about the judgment day that is soon coming. And this isn't really a threat. Paul isn't saying that Christians might be discovered in the end to be more sinful than good and uh uh-oh. No, that, that would not be the gospel. You are not going to be unsaved because of your sexual immorality or your covetousness your salvation is in jesus alone it is not in your ability to be sexually pure or content with your possessions john MacArthur, the theologian once said if you could lose your salvation you would you would but paul is saying no these are the things that god will judge in the end these are the things that provoke god's wrath his determined anger and hatred of sin and evil. In other words, these are the things that people who have life in Jesus should not be caught up in. These are things that just should not be associated with Christians. Next time we'll see how Paul is going to talk about how these were our way of life. These at one time did define us. But he's he's going to say, and we'll see it next time, they don't anymore. Paul is going to move from talking about killing as a picture to taking off old clothes and putting on new clothes. It's going to fill out that application even more. We'll see that this is a, a really positive message about putting on a new way of life. For now, let's finish by saying this. Like all of the New Testament passages that command us with a do not list of things to avoid, not to do. This is a gracious empowerment motivated by gospel realities. It is not a kind of discouraging sergeant major passage. Here's the logic. Set your minds on things above and on Jesus, who is our life, and you will not want to see this old dead flesh ruling you anymore. You'll want to see it cut off and left behind. So let's pray for God's grace today to happily kill what is earthly in us, not because we think it's better for us or because we want to take control of ourselves, but because we've got our eyes so firmly fixed on Jesus in the heavenly places who is our life.